Good evening, Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and all of our friends at More Than Enough Ministries. I'm hoping y'all could hear me over the thing. I was trying to experiment, but I'll do, deal with that later. Uh, this is Pastor Lindsay Lee along with Leslie Joy, and we want to welcome you to Kingdom 101 Relationships, where we are here to have a conversation with regard to things that are happening in the world, in the word of God and things that are happening within our ministry. Leslie, you may recognize as one of six women that uh, I'm uh, one of five other women that I'm a part of on Monday nights on divinely designed uh, 21st century women, but she's also a part of our ministry, a part of our church. And so I'm saying welcome to you, Leslie, um, for what we call the discipleship session. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not um, she may act it on occasion, but um, honestly, when this woman of God starts to, to say things, she's got something worth hearing. What we're going to do is open in prayer. And then what we're, we're going to invite you all to make your comments, of course, and to do the things that, that you want to do and go ahead and say hi to Geneva. Hi to Carlita and hi to Kimberly, because we love you all. <laughs> and um, hello. And so if you all have questions, you go ahead and make sure that you post those in the comments and we will either bring them up front so that we can see them or we'll address them if we can. So Leslie, go ahead and open this in prayer and then we'll kind of talk about what the rules of this are and, and we'll go from there after you. Okay. So Father, we thank you for tonight. Uh, Bible study that's gone on live. We pray the hedge of protection over the internet and all the airwaves where we are broadcast and that you will open people's hearts as Pastor Lon, Dean, and I do our Bible study that will bring revelation to not just to me, but other people as well. The wisdom, the knowledge, understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love that. <laughs> so we have to kind of <laughs> in our muting because sometimes we get a little bit of feedback and we have phones ringing and front doors opening and people ringing doorbells because it's Wednesday night and we're at home. So, <laughs> so Leslie, um, one of the things when Carlita was on with me a couple of weeks ago, um, hold on a second, hold on, pause for a second. I've also got myself, I can hear myself talking in the kitchen because my brother's in there watching the broadcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, hold please. <laughs> you gotta shut it down. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to go all country. Alfred, no. <laughs> anyway, um, it's life at home. That's what it's like. But uh, you remember how long ago, um, I'm going to interview you for a few moments. How long have we been doing Bible studies together? When did we start? Do you recall? Um, it's been at least, I want to say, a year and a half to maybe two. But I would say a good two and a, one and a half years. Because mm -hmm. I've been with uh, Sounding Love for about, I was introduced three years ago. And I think wasn't shortly after that when um, Apostle Baker said to me, you're doing Bible studies with Pastor Lanzine. And I said, no. She goes, well, you really need to do that. So I said, okay. And I made the appointment with you. <laughs> right. So yeah, I want to say about a year and a half. Okay. 
All right. So think, what did you expect it to be like? I, I tell you what, I'll mute and you mute. We'll just talk about that thing. What did you think it was going to be? Um, this was actually very different for me. Uh, I've gone to Bible studies, group Bible studies. Uh, you have a topic that you that that everybody's got, and they're reading, and and everybody has their input. Um, this here was actually tailored to me to what I the understandings that I needed to have. Um, to be able to to move forward. Yes. And so, what were no, it was different. Rules? Do you remember the rules that we established? I'll remind you. We come up with the topic. Yes. You tell me what it is, and I'm going to add the parts that need to be added. And then you prepare to go and do what with what we talked talked about? Go I'm teach. supposed to live it out. Live it yes. out. Live it out. Someone else. Right. Because that's basically the principles of discipleship. It's come and see how I do things. Come and be a part of my life. Come, come into my home because uh, that's what we did. We, we, we started actually, folks, with Zoom and uh, we were just doing Zoom uh, meetings back and forth. And then it was like, well, if you're going to be in town, then just come on over to the house because I have a real big round wooden table in my in my kitchen. And that's where we sit. And we would study, or sometimes we sit in the living room. It just depended on what was going on because it was like, you're welcome to come into my home and be in the different areas because I studied the Bible in every room of the house. I don't have just one. And so how do you do things at home? We're going to get to the other lesson, but I just felt that it would be really great for people to see how you do what you do now. So what do you do at home? Do you study in one room or what do you do differently since we started this? Oh, no, I, uh, Right here, where I'm sitting, I do Bible studies here. I sit at my table and I'll do Bible studies. My kitchen table, which is right mm -hmm. next room here. Mm -hmm. And of course I do it in my bedroom. Yes. Okay. And then when, there's, when it gets nice, I'm hoping to do it on the outside. That's true, you're remodeling your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Another aspect of what we've done is I've been to her house. I'm not real big on going to other people's homes. So, cause I'm not, I'm really not that kind of pastor. I don't travel all over the place and go to everybody's house and, and do things. I'm not the person that shows up just because ter terrible things happen either, but overall I just don't do it. But um, in the beginning of what she was new to our house, new to the ministry and I do it the way the Holy Spirit says to do it. So it's it's never that I never go. It's when he tells me you must go because I want you to bless the place or I want you to, to see things or to discern things. And so it gave me insights into Leslie. And it's very simple for Holy Spirit just to tell us how to do it. Just teach it this way. And you just do that. And there's not a problem. But it's also easy for him to tell us go and walk in the way that I tell you to walk because this particular person needed to see things about me. I'm the same everywhere. I'm not different at home. I'm, I'm more relaxed at home maybe, ah. but I'm not a different person at home than I am elsewhere. 
but you will see different aspects of who I am. And it was the same thing with Leslie. It was a trust issue. Even this right here, I commend you um, joining and being a part of Divinely Designed is huge because it was a time she wasn't going to put her face out there in public and let anybody see or hear from her. And I really attributed it to the power of the word of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I believe it's also because you've made the decision. Holy Spirit got you and, and, and you, you respond to him. And I believe he leads you to do things that are far beyond what your normal comfort zone is. So those are just some of the things I attribute. I personally think it has everything to do with the word of God and the power of the spirit of God and his love. Uh, you hearing what he has to say to you and um, being able to see weaknesses or faults or whatever it is, how somebody's lifestyle is. But he taught you things about you can't judge it. You love anyway. You know, you see she doesn't handle her dishes the way you do. You guys are both kind of nuts about, well, nuts is not a nice word about it, but you know, we collect kitchen stuff because we like it. Um, we actually <laughs> don't. <laughs> when I saw the cook, Kimberly, let me tell you something. This woman has cookware that had me just crying. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you've got that, you know? And I just, it was like, I person. I, I genuinely like this person. So I think it was a treat that Holy Spirit let me come over there and see. I'm not even going to name brand it, but I'm telling you it's 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 top, it's top shelf kind of stuff. And that fun was a part, was actually incorporated into the teachings. So you relaxed enough now, done enough talking. Great. Last week, <laughs> last week I was wide awake and taught on um, the different things that we're looking at, we're talking about kingdom relationships. That's the class is called kingdom 101 relationships. And this is going to last the entire year. It's going to cover a lot of things, but we're really looking at how we interact with God, with ourselves and with others and with business and with finances and with every aspect of life. Currently we're talking about idolatry. We're talking about how people can be enticed away because as we're looking at identity and we're looking at the spirit of purity, what we are seeing is the areas that the spirit of God desires to clean up because they hinder us from being able to receive everything in his fullness. So having said that, that's kind of working view. What did you pick up from the last week? Cause I call it, I did, I did name dropping last week. Like I've never done. I know you did. <laughs> I know I, I was watching. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with your, your uh, points of study okay. that you had here. Okay. Because mm -hmm. uh, I did go through it. And then you also, um, I think the week before you were talking about uh, a few pages of your book. So mm -hmm. let me do that before mm -hmm. I do go to your points. So I have my notes on that. And as I was reading through all of this, um, a lot of this did not pertain to me, okay? I, I didn't go through this, in other words. This, mm -hmm. I know, because this is your story here, but I did not, because um, I, I didn't know. There's a lot of things that I did not know. So for me to, to be able to walk the way I did to, to think about 
this and that about God not loving me or like God can't love me because I did all. I didn't have any of that because I had no idea. Okay. Um, but the one thing that I'm going to ask because I'm I'm still learning how we all want to do the right thing. And a lot of times if we don't know, we don't know if we're doing the right thing. Okay, so how do you know? I'm coming from a place where I had no, no idea of nothing. Yes, I do uh, now, you know, ask the God, but I still want, want to know a little bit more how do you know? Because there's something there. I know that w once I catch it, I can get it. I can understand it better. Okay. And I, don't want, and, 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 I, and I don't want to get too, as Dr. Baker says, too intellectual. Okay. Because I do kind of go that way. Okay. Okay. Are you, were you going to read something that you were talking about first? No, I was just saying that I, I did go through your, uh, the two pages that you had uh, said to read. And so I did read it, but like I said, most of it did not apply because I didn't have any of these feelings. I had I had no clue of anything. You didn't have, no idea. Idea. you're going to have to mute it. Because we, we have a sound issue. Um, you didn't have what feelings? Because you're saying that there was something that you could not relate to. So which feelings was it that you did not have? You think that you did not have? All right. Um, when you, you wrote in your book here, you won't be able to walk in the authority of the kingdom with that kind of thinking, instead you'll fall into the merry deceptive performance mode salvation. Maybe you're familiar with these faulty lines. I have to be good so that God will love me. He loves me when I am good, do everything right, but not when I'm bad making mistakes. And since I'm usually bad, I don't qualify for God's love. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no clue. I didn't have any of that feeling because I, I just didn't know. Okay, let's look at something. You said that you didn't have that feeling, but you've actually asked those questions before, okay? You may not have, as you said, you said something very powerful. You, not me. You did not experience it, but this was not all over about me. This was going back, okay? It says, contrary to what you may think, this is page, what, 22, 23, somewhere about, it's faith to see. So contrary to what you may think, it is not your calling to be a good Christian. And you were asking me the question, how do you know you're good? I have no idea because there is no such thing as a good Christian. You see, that's an ox and a moron trying to get together. There is an obedient son or there is somebody that is into behavior modification, independent of God, checking off all the boxes of what is right and what is not. Good Christian is a religious term. It's a religious understanding. And it has everything to do with, and you have a, a sense of, I have to make sure I get it right. You want to be careful before you do stuff. You want to walk. Well, that's the exact same thing. 
So you have had those feelings. You may not have pointed them toward God, but somewhere on the inside, most people, if they've ever been wounded by anyone, if they've ever been told anything about themselves that didn't jar well, they were rejected or going through any of that kind of stuff, then somewhere in their thinking, if you want to please people, it's usually parents or spouse or someone like that, then you'll start, that's that where that mentality of walking on eggshells happens. And that's where people start paying attention to their behavior. Did I, does it look okay? Did I do all right? Was it this? Was it that? Was it the other? See what I mean? So it's not that you, I, I again, I want to point to how powerful your statement is. It's not that you did not have those feelings. It's that you did not recognize them in the, in the uh, context of what's being said. And the reason that I want to bring that out is you can't break through anything you deny. Okay. It can be a blind spot of sorts. Like, well, no, I've, I've never experienced that. It's like, um, okay, let's look at the spirit behind it and let's see if, if, even if the terms were not correct or applicable to you, did any of the symptoms, did any of the, the, the strain of that, that demonic junk, did any of that ever touch your life? Because the Bible tells us Jesus was touched by everything that, that we go through. So it's not possible for a human to go through life never having experienced any emotions that pertain to anxiety, that pertain to performance, that pertain to approval or anything. Because I'm guaranteeing you, even if you had the most perfect parents on the planet, which you do for you, even regardless of how they are, they're the perfect ones for you. But even if they were like, they're just the most godly, wonderful people and said everything right. You don't live with them 24 seven. There's a whole world of people out there primed and ready to make sure to take you to another level. Um, uncertainty. Uh, did I do something wrong? Why do I attract these kind of people? Why are these things happening to me? I've been good my whole life. So why is terrible stuff happening to me now? What did I do wrong? Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, didn't think of it in that way. So, yeah. All right. All right. Now it's not to, remember, it's not to shoot you down. It's like, now let's go after it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but what I'm hearing though is it's, it's, it's coming in and it's, my mind is going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so it will it will go, and it, and it, and I'll and I'll understand it. And when I get it to understand, then it's like, all right, no, we can't do this, or this is the right way. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. And and I'll and I'll say that because. Um, when we were talking about relationships on on Monday nights, um, I knew that I had those barriers out. I, 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 but I just didn't know that I was the one that actually put them up. And I didn't know it was only God that could take them down, but I had to allow him and I had to think about 
okay, is this something that I can do or do I want to do? And as you said, why would I want to be in bondage? Right. And I had to think about that. And I'm like, didn't think that I was actually in bondage. It was just something that was was there. Can I allow, can I really allow it to happen? But if you're telling me I'm in bondage, well, no, I don't want to be in bondage. So the decision to make is, all right, Father, take it. I take down the barriers. I'll give you what uh, all those hurts, all those things that happen. You know, it wasn't wasn't an easy thing, but take it away, take it away, because I want I do want to be free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, so it, it like I said, it'll go around, it'll go around, and then when it clicks, it will. The decision and and it's and it's it's not it's also a mindset um and a choice and a decision that we make when we're ready to make those yeah so yeah yeah so okay thank you for that <laughs> but okay so we're going to go back to the points of uh a study here and you said in number two Every relationship is patterned after Jesus. Thus, we are submitted to receive and to be joyous in every relationship that we are given. Every relationship that we are given. And you said those are gifts. So explain to me, (laughs) how do I look at those as gifts? And, I, and I'm saying that in, in a way of, those relationships that have come up and that I put those, those barriers up. You know, um, whether it's family, it's friends, it's coworkers. Um, I'll tell you, it's, it, that, that barrier was like that. And you can only come this far. That's it. No more. And I would, I would actually, okay. And I'd walk away. So how are they gifts to me? (laughs) So that I could, I could receive it and I could understand when people do come in and I don't have to put those barriers up. Let's look at that again. It says every relationship is patterned after Jesus. Thus, we are to submit to receive and be joyous in every relationship that we are given. Now, that word relationship is very interesting here because what we're talking about always has to come from what point of view? What point of view? I said joyous. And we submit to receive and be joyous in every relationship that we're given. So if the relationship comes from him, where is it coming from? Above. Right. Okay. So if it's coming from above, then it also means the understanding and the know-how have to be coming from the same source. 
one of the biggest issues we have in relationships with other people is always that we try to know one another after the flesh. Don't tell me about my such and such. I know how they are. I have I have lived with these people for X amount of years, and this is always the way they are, and that's just the way it is. So your flesh has come to war against their flesh, and your flesh is not appreciative of their flesh, and so you got issues. You cannot be joyous because they're not doing what you want them to do. You guys, there's two sides of a control factor. Your control issue is... You don't do it the way I like it. I didn't had enough of you. I'm leaving. And I think it's so funny because you got this. She has a beautiful home and you got those big old security doors all over your house, which are, is wise to do because it keeps the bad ones out that keeps the negative out. But and you're very safe and secure in that house. Well, you're safe and secure in Christ. But you, I mean, you got some heavy duty doors, okay? Gates over your door, over your over your front door, and and all of the rest of that kind of stuff. Every part of your house is secure. Now that is good in terms of how you live and people that you allow in the house and and things of that sort. It's very very good. But um, you also had to make sure that you had a way of escape in case of an emergency that you could get out of the house. And so, but many people lock themselves in and they don't have an escape. That's part, part one. So that's the barriers that we talk about. Barriers that can be as simple as how you think about people. You think this person is going to be a problem. I don't like the way they act. I don't like the way they come at me. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they smell. I don't like the way they talk. So barrier after barrier after barrier. God doesn't give barriers. He creates boundaries. And so in a relationship that comes from God, when we walk within the boundaries that the king has established and the boundaries are his word, his path, his, his, his instruction. This is the way that I have for you to go. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, which is to knock their teeth out or to, you know, kick them in the hindquarters and, and, and tell them don't ever come to my house again or whatever it happens to be. So let me ask you, based on, on what I just said and what we're saying, how many of the family members, the relationships, and you started this, you said family. So how many of your family members do you look at after the spirit? Honestly, bringing it up like this, probably none. Right. Right now. How about you? Do you look at yourself? Um. I'm not sure how I look at myself. I'm trying to learn me mm -hmm. being Christ-like and trying to, to walk that. <laughs> but it's most likely. <laughs> okay. Because you're not getting along. That's why you always said to me, if I didn't like something or something about somebody, it's not them, it's me. Okay. No, sometimes it's them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 
Sometimes it's them. But it's what you do with it. You don't have control over them, but you do have authority over yourself. Yes. And when we come um, to a flesh, Frederick, go ahead and pull the scripture up, okay? To know, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 3. Know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit, please. So what I'm saying to you is that you keep trying to figure out how to work a relationship. Jesus, the mind of Christ doesn't spend a single minute trying to figure out how to deal with people. Okay. Okay. He don't even try okay. to figure out himself. All right. So that's just the intellect part. part. Intellect. Yeah. Yeah. The intellect part. Okay. Because you want to rule over people. And you don't have dominion. The only person we have rule over is ourselves. And it's spirit having dominion over flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And we find fault with other people. Well, they keep doing this and they keep doing this and so. And it's like, what's, what's that got to do with you? Well, they affect me. They affect me. It's like you let them affect you because you won't do what God said. He said, roll the whole of the care over on him. Yes. He said, do what I tell you. Walk the way I tell you. Walk in the spirit. You're not walking spirit. You don't even see the person. You see their behavior. You see their flesh. You can smell their flesh, you know, whether it's a physical smell or it's a, you know, you can smell the way that they act. You can't stand it. You have now judged them because it's them. It's not you. You see what I mean? That's how we think. If they would, if they would, if we could govern somebody else's behavior, then our world would be great. No, it wouldn't. It really would not because we were not called to have dominion over other people. He said, have that dominion over you. You submit yourself to God. You resist the devil. Well, are you calling those people the devil? No, I'm telling you that the feelings and the emotions that cause us to walk in disobedience to God is obeying the devil. He said, you don't obey him. You resist him. You don't give that access. You see, that's the kingdom response. It's not good. You know, I don't, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> but you only have problems with people because you allow yourself to have problems with people by because you want to control what people do and you want to control how people talk to you. You want to control how people see you, what they say about you, how, how they act around you. This is what most of us, you know, I, 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 it's, it's just they need to they need to they need to what? Family is a gift. Some of it is toxic because these people have been scarred because they are hurt, because they are wounded. But if you don't look in the spirit, you won't see the wound. And what are they doing? They're speaking from it. So out of their mouths come a lot of venom and horrible stuff. Honestly, it does. It's like, I can't be around these people. I agree with you. You cannot be around these people because you have to first Submit yourself to God 
and you have to see them from the spirit, which also lets you know what your what your saturation point is. I'm not telling anybody and, and don't you dare go and lie on me because I'm not telling anybody that, you know, your job is to you're not we we do see we love them. But when we walk in the submission to the spirit of God, we learn how to love them, how to. And most of the time you'll find that your attitude started before theirs did because you're ready. I know what they're going to do. I'm going to be there 10 minutes and it's not going to be long before somebody doesn't like my shoes. They don't like the way I wore my hair. They don't like the dish that I brought to the dinner. They asked me to bring it. And then they got the nerve to tell me that somebody else would have made it another way. I mean, you ready. You are just ready. You understand what I mean? And then what happens? I can't wait to get back to my friends. And what do you tell? Whew, I haven't spent time with my family. Oh my goodness. You know, come on. I have a family too. <laughs> Come on, I'll be quiet. Go for it. You're right on that. You're so right on that. I'm learning. <clears throat> I'm actually learning to, to give those cares to the Lord and to try to see them in, in the spirit because when they do, and you're right, they, they come out and they they come out lashing at you and i'm like all right all right all right all right all right i, I mean you know <laughs> i'm trying to be so calm and like all right i <laughs> I've learned, I've learned, I have learned to pray over them. And as I'm praying over them, I see a little bit of a, a change in, in attitude, a change in, in their demeanor of how they do things. It's more of a, more of a calming and a peaceful you know, I don't hear this, uh, this backstabbing or, or putting people down that, that I hear through my, I, I don't hear that anymore. And it's, again, casting everything up to the Lord and praying over them. And that's what I've been doing. I'm learning to do that. So, but I'm also trying to, to, to work in myself that, you know, I do have that mind of Christ and I, I do seek the kingdom because that's what we're to be doing. And um, little by little, things start to, to kind of fall into place. It's not like it's like that, but little by little, was it uh, line upon line, precept upon precept? I'm trying not to be so, intellectual about things because you know when you need to know something god you I, I all right i'm i'm doing what i need to do that i know how to do and it's not me me having to do that it's me submitting myself to god for him to to guide the way for me right so it's again the proverbs 3 5 lean on 
to the Lord, not not onto your to my own understanding. He'll guide my path. So that's kind of where I'm at, um, moving around, you know. Okay. So, but that's good. And and the other thing that you did say last week that I know I have said something to you, and it, it and I'm glad that you did tell me because. Oh my God, I probably would have just kind of said, see you later, Pastor Lon. <laughs> <See? laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I'm doing it in a bad way, but words, words, okay. But you said that when you, you talk, you don't speak to me the flesh you talk to the spirit behind me and i have to think about okay so what is driving me what is that in my mind that i need to that's telling me to do this or telling me to do that and when i when i say something it's i hear you kind of like lashing out and i'm like okay Okay. And I just, you know, I, I don't say anything. I'm like, okay. But I had to think, I have to think she's not, she's not speaking harshly to me. So, yes. So thank you because you know, I, I, <laughs> I <went a> away. Yeah, what I said in your face. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the thing. Sometimes yeah. it, you can hear it in the words people say. And that's why we always have that other conversation after. Like, do you know why I said what I just did? Do you know, is this what's been going on? Do you know that that's something trying to push you and drive you away? The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they don't follow. But yet, we're, sometimes we speak the voice of a stranger. It's not in us. It's like this ugly, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, when people try, oh, photobombing. It's like this thing trying to get in the picture and say, we're together. It's like, no, you're not. Oh, wow. That's what it's like. Okay. I don't confront people. I don't know how to fight. You know, all that little fight. I still fight like a girl. <laughs> or I fight dirty. I do one of the two, I, I, you know, because I'm going to win. I just don't know how to fight. So it was like, well, I have to beat you up, basically, because it, I, I, I don't have belief that you should be able to hit me. I don't want to be hit. I don't like pain like that. So my whole thing was always, therefore, I'm just going to have to, like, destroy them <laughs> so that they can't <laughs> They gotta know how to fight, you know. So you know, there's no no danger to say in terms of that. But the Bible says this. I'm gonna give you two scriptures. Proverbs 16, 7. It says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Your family is not your enemy. Um right. former friends, co-workers, a hostile work environment. There may be people that think that they are enemies, but we have authority over the spirits. You see, that's part of how you deal. You look at the scenario. You look at the situation. You're asking the Holy Spirit, what's really going on? I'm going to put this question up. 
because uh, this is, I'm, I'm, we're going to respond to that. How does one see themselves or family or anyone in the spirit? And it, it's the same way Jesus did. If you're asking the Lord to show you what is going on, what's going on with me, what is going on in the situation, you know, what's, what, what's, what is the real, what's the truth about this thing? Okay, because when somebody's looking at you with boiling red eyes, you should be able to figure out pretty quickly there's something demonic going on. If there's an attitude about them and every time you come, they bristle up and get hostile. It's very possible that the spirit of life that you have walked in with that has put those demonic things on the on the defense and they're ready to fight to get you out because they're saying you are encroaching on my territory. I keep these people miserable and you're trying to come in here and bring light. I'll use these people to get you out. You see, when you're looking at it from that, but we take it personal. Oh, they hate me. Well, Okay, whatever. So you've already stayed in a flesh place. Okay. Um, what does it mean to see them in the spirit? So it, what it means is to ask God to let God show you what is going on. And yeah, I see you, Jenny. Some people are easier to love from a distance, but there is no distance in the spirit. You can love them. And you see what she's saying. You can love them from that distance because you can send the word. Psalm 107, I believe it is, verse 20, I think. He sent his word to heal them, to deliver them out of the different the forms of destruction. And then Proverbs uh, 15, verse 1, it says a soft answer turns away wrath. And that the, the but grievous words stir up anger. And in verse two, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge right, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. And we talk too many times. You know that you can talk about how hostile your relatives are or these people are, and you've created the situation. You've given permission for the atmosphere to continue. You've already determined, okay, this is the way things are. Every time I get around these people, they do this, they do this. What did you just do? You prophesied evil. You spoke your word. Every time I get around these people, this is what these people do. You didn't even give these people a chance to change. Every time I come around these people, the spirit of the Lord goes before me, making my path straight and causing it to be that I am able to see the things that are hindering the individuals. Jesus always went on the mission to say, be free. Let's look at a hostile situation. Mark chapter five. I'm not going to turn there. But Mark chapter five, after they crossed over, Jesus said they had they were going to the gatherings where the man was cutting himself. And he was the, they called him the madman of Gadara. And he would cut himself and 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 wail and be tormented amongst the demonic in amongst the tomb. So a lot of he hung out in graveyard. And when Jesus came, when he stepped foot on that land, that man came at him. Those demons were yelling and screaming and acting a fool, which is all it would take for people to say, see you later, Lord. I even uh, uh, I, I did not sign up for this. But Jesus came on a mission. Because the scripture says he began saying, come out of the man. You see, when you look at somebody in the spirit and you see torment or you look at somebody in the spirit and you see the wounds of their uh, or you see the afflictions, then the spirit of the Christ on the inside of you goes into say, do you not think that these people that have been bound for 18, 20, 40, 50 years, do you think they need to spend the rest of their lives that way? Not on my watch. You don't go with a mission. You go with an expectation of evil and you're never disappointed. 
because the flesh has led and said, you know what it's going to be like. No, I actually don't. I'm going to tell it what it's going to be like. I'm not going to agree with darkness that this is the way it will be. Now, does that work in every situation? I don't know. I don't know your degree of, of, of power. I don't know your degree of belief. And I don't know how much you talk out of your mouth saying, oh, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then you go back to talk to somebody. Well, you know, I'm going to be with them. Yeah, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. So you you just nullified everything because your whole attitude stinks. Isaiah chapter one, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. The whole point, the difference between looking in the spirit and, and walking from the flesh is the flesh has the expectation that nothing supernatural can happen. Everything's going to stay the same. Whereas coming from the spirit, from the kingdom mindset, it's like everything changes when I show up. When I leave, there'll be a greater degree. You said that earlier. There's a greater degree of when you pray, when you release the love of God, but not when you get your attitude, as my mama would say. Do you see? We have to, we, we, because all of this, you, I was answering, but it's a we thing because God knows I have to do it. Okay. We have to stop wanting everything to be about us. We have to stop wanting everybody's behavior to be what brings peace to us. I don't like it when, you know, y'all, and I don't like it when this, and I've got three adults, other adults living in the house with me. Oh my, 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 my. Okay. Two of them are my brothers. And it's like, oh, whoa, 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 this what is this like, right? Because we're so different. And because I've had a girl's house for so long that anything, I mean, you breathed in the house. Wow, stop. You know what I mean? That's the attitude that you want to take because they do things differently. But who said that my way was the right way? Because I can't find it in the work. It says, humble yourself. I don't want to humble myself. Do you not know what these people are like? Well, then let it stay the same. It's, it's, it's about choices when you're Christian. But in the kingdom, it's about obeying. It is not about choice. You made the choice. And everything that happens, um, no matter what, we the choice stands. And we say, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to have to change. I noticed that when it comes to the things of God and the things in atmosphere, that much of the time, it's not the people around me that have to change. It's me. It's never my brothers. It's never my daughter. It's never mom or this one. Nope. God, I, you see the way they talk to me. I see the way you're talking about them. <laughs> it's like, but what about me? Yeah. Wrong question. Wrong question. Wrong question. Don't ask that question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I try very hard. I'm, I guess really not something for me to... <laughs> 
because it's not, it's not <laughs> but to when when people do things that I don't like, okay, I mean I don't like. I kind of have to <laughs> turn away and like, okay, <laughs> just, just let it go, let it go. Yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> I, and I used to, what I used to do was, no, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and you'll do that, and I'm going to do the that, That's how I would usually do, but now it's like, all right, you do what you're going to do, do it the way you want to do it, close your eyes, walk the other way, and just let it go. Bet it's I'm still sorry. No, that's that kingdom. That's that kingdom. <laughs> says, people in my family are often the ones I react to quickly. Yeah. And I fail to pause to take my thoughts captive so I will be able to listen to God's thoughts concerning them. That's right. Because I've decided I have an exit strategy. Okay. She says, I'm getting better. And I love that. But it is a process. I agree. It is a process. But let's look at this. Now, let's look at it. <laughs> look at it from religion then you've got the right attitude. Yeah, yeah, you just do this and I do this. But that's not actually the way God works it, you know? I don't do that anymore. Like yeah. Huh? I don't do that anymore, but yeah. <laughs> There's nobody to do it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually compromising with darkness. And the reason that it's compromising with darkness is because you're not doing anything. The Bible says whatever we do, we do it unto the Lord. In thought or word or deed, we do it as unto the, unto him. So in what way did he get glory from your behavior? In what way did he get the praise from you going, fine, whatever they want to do is fine. I just want, I, let's just get this over with. <laughs> and so um, I can see the angels going, well, there's not a whole lot to take up or anything. <laughs> My angel, your yeah. angel. <laughs> I, I can't do anything with this because the voice of God is not speaking. <laughs> Bless the Lord, he is angels that hearken to obey the voice of God. Well, he ain't talking to them right now. <laughs> <laughs> they have just done a hostile takeover yeah. of the temple. We taking this temple captive, Holy Spirit. That's it. That's it. I got <laughs> You too slow. We got to do this. We got. I know these people. Come on, come on. You started this conversation, Leslie. <laughs> you know, you cannot say things like that to me and think I'm just gonna go. Oh yeah, hallelujah. Mm -mm. Everything in me is like, oh, all right. Here we go. We were trying to be nice in front of people, but no. <laughs> We got to do it like we always do. <laughs> the evil and have zero tolerance for it being on the inside of you. Yes. You, well, we have to remember something yeah. we forget when we get around them. It's like, I love my family. Yeah. Well, I don't actually love my family. Well, then you don't love you. That's why. And why? Now let's go to the truth because you 
or I or whoever it is has not accepted the truth that we are sons of God and that we can only see people through his eyes and that we cannot, I can, if, if I can find somebody that God doesn't like, then I have the right to mistreat them. If I can find somebody that God does not love, then I have the right to slap them around. Show me anybody on the planet that God does not love. Anybody. A celebrity, a politician, anybody? Is there anybody on the planet no. that God does not love? No, he loves no. everyone. Yeah, he loves everyone. Then I do too. Even my, yeah. It, but do you know what they did to me? No. That's when all the, all those wounds, all that trauma, all that, that hatred, the mm -hmm. rebellion, mm -hmm. uh, all of that is when you give it to the Lord. It would be nice. Yes. Well, yeah, no, I, I made that decision to do that. Yes. Believe me, when, when, <clears throat> when it came down to that, that hard, hard place in me, because he un unpeeled everything or, you know, taught me how to, to actually taught me how to live and and what was what was happening and that hard place i just was like i didn't know what was going on because i could feel all that 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 tugging and pulling and and pushing and i'm like what is going on but word bows God, I, I, I made so many of those. I made so many of those that I had to, uh, I had to renounce them all and, um, you know, repent from them. And that was all out of anger, hatred, bitterness, selfishness, all of that. Yeah. So, no, um going I'm going little by little you know learning how to do these things and it gets easier once you understand the things of God and and what and what to do I'm gonna I don't know if this would be the right terminology for all that but the keys the keys to heaven the keys that we have that uh, will lock up uh, hell and all the evil stuff. So I'm 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 learning. I have, but it, it's a, a continuous. Um, you have to be on top of it because if you if you're not, then you're easily like drifted this way or drifted to that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember we were talking 
um, Isaiah 1, if you be willing and obedient. I'm finding that you will eat the good of the land. I'm finding that willingness makes obedience easier. The attitude that we have, you know, um, why is the family so difficult? Why are the marriages the way they are? Why are our children this and that and the other? Everything comes back to whatever aspect of sin that has touched our lives. I read something um, in one Bible translation. It was doing a breakdown of the word sin. And it was telling me, you know, because see, it, it, it tells us that people are missing certain things in their life. They're missing love. They're missing, um, we're missing the input or the, the, the relationship with God. This is based out of Romans chapter five. <clears throat> and um, it was talking about how one person, uh, verse 12, chapter five, it says that says, in, I think the King James that, um, sin entered through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. And it was talking about how sin entered through Adam, but uh, but through Jesus, sin was judged and dealt with, right? It said, one person opened the door to sin and sin introduced spiritual death. Both sin and death had a global impact. And no one escaped its tyranny. This is the way this Bible translates. This translation is. But then he says this. He says the word that's translated sin is the word harmatia from ha, which is negative, and meros, which means portion or form. Thus to be without. It means to be without your allotted portion or to be without form. Now that phrase without form without getting too Bible scholarly, is in Genesis 1, where it says that the earth was formless. It had no form. So there was a there was residue. But God took over. God spoke. God said, nope. And he re absolutely ripped it apart and, and made the earth a habitable place for man and for what he planned to do. So when sin entered, it meant that the allotted portion or the original intention of God had just gotten derailed by a decision that a man made. And therefore, that man, by 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 walking, <clears throat> excuse me, away from what he had, opened the door for what he never wanted. That's basically the way you can put it. So but it it, it has to do with how people it also means to be. It points to a disorientated, distorted identity. Because the word meros, which is a stem from another word uh, that speaks to uh, being with form, metamorphe, is the opposite. Having form is the opposite of being without form. So identity is the opposite of being without identity without form without image sin means this is i thought this was so powerful i still think it is sin means to live out of context with the blueprint of your design of one's design it means to behave out of tune with god's original harmony sonship all along we were created to be sons 
All along, the intention of God has been to have a family. We were meant to vibrate with his heartbeat. We are meant to know how to love each other because the father's heart beats within us. We are learn we, we don't even know how to, many of us don't know how to do that for ourselves, let alone for others. And we look to other people either as the cause of a problem or possibly the solution to a problem. But we are not used to hearing the, the answers to everything come from above and they are where we are to be seated as, as sons to release into this atmosphere. That's why I can say you've got the power to change things, except we don't really believe that these people are capable of changing. And we judge them harshly. Even as you were saying, you got delivered from a lot of stuff because the Lord let you know you kept making vows. Well, when I grow up, if you know, if it's ever me, I won't do this. And, and all the things that many, many people have done, which all contain little packets of bitterness and unforgiveness and judgment and criticism and wounds after wound after wound. All right. However, what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us is you're acting like an orphan when you're really a son because of the wounds it's because of the wounds you see and i mean we're, we're actually out of time this has been fun and I'm, people don't leave us with that no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about it because it's about relationship but honestly i i asked a couple of questions last week and i want to i'll give you the opportunity leslie to pass or to answer you know to answer but um but honestly, I just want people to think about this and, and to consider whether it's something that you've actually gone to the Lord and, and, and really had conversation. First question I asked last week was, do you have a kingdom relationship with yourself? Do you speak the kingdom into your life? Do you speak only what God says? Or do you have other sources for what you call truth or facts? You see, because some of most of us, we have, there's, there's five, there's, we'll say it's what other people think about us. Okay. Um, it's, it's what other people, we, we think about the opinions of others. We think about, uh, how we look in the mirror or, you know, what society says. We, we consider the things that the banker or the doctor, what they have to say, they have a, a say what your, your, you know, your boss or your parent. So there's these voices that are dominant in the, in the ears of many, but the voice of God doesn't get to be the one. So it's like, who is your source of, of truth? Who is your source of supply? Who is your source for wisdom or knowledge or understanding? Is it God or is it everybody else? Is it a, a mix? And then at the end of it, there's that other voice, the one you really listen to the most, some of us, yourself. And if you're not speaking for God, then you're speaking, echoing what others have said and you're not liking the results. So question that, ask him, do I actually have a kingdom relationship with myself? Do I have kingdom standards for my life? Or is there an escape clause in my thinking? I'm only going to stick with this in case it works, but you know what? I'm ready to bail as soon as, or something along those lines. Do I talk kingdom to myself or do I speak something different? Or do I live flesh oriented? Am I a mind and emotion oriented person? Which one are you? You got to be honest. Because if you're not willing to be honest with yourself, 
then you're going to stay in a twisted belief. And you're always going to be frustrated with other people because you don't know who you bring to the party, if that makes any sense. And then I would ask this other question. What is the tone of your conversation with your self-talk? Are you harsh with yourself? You know, it's one thing when I'm speaking about going after a spirit, but I will not do that to crush an, an individual. And there's some people, even when I see the spirit, I will not do. Leslie, in the beginning with you, I didn't do that because we did not have relationship. You didn't have trust for me. And it would have sounded like I was accusing you. Well, I was, I wouldn't do that to somebody on that first uh, uh, go around unless the spirit very expressly says this thing is trying to kill them tonight. Then I'm not talking to the person anyway. We're going to deal with the other thing. If he says that to me, then it's because he has also put words in me that he wants to release. But we don't take it upon ourselves to do it. Lord, is this a good time to go see the family? No, not until you deal with the person in your mirror. Get in my face, God is saying. Get face to face with me and let me show you my love. Let me put your sweet face up to me. And let me let you see from my point of view how I see you. And then once you see how I see you, then you'll be able to take how I see others. And you wouldn't want it to be any other way. When you truly receive God's love, the last thing on your mind is to try to reject somebody else. Regardless of what they do. And I mean, people will test you. Okay. So is your is it, is it worth listening to? Think about those things. Um you know, do I have a kingdom relationship with myself? That was the first question. Number two, do I have kingdom standards for my life? Or is there an escape clause in my thinking? I'll do this until, okay. Do I talk kingdom to myself? Because you talk to yourself all the time. Do you talk kingdom or do you talk world? Do you talk defeat? Number four, do I live flesh-oriented or do I live mind-slash-emotion-oriented? And the last one, what is the tone of my conversation? What is the tone that I use when I have a self-talk? Am I harsh with myself? Am I overly sweet with myself or am I firm? It comes from making the decision that you never, ever back off from. I'm in this for eternity. There is no escape clause. It is not temporary. Once you get that part settled, willing to be honest and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, then Alicia, you'll be able to see what you need to see. And hi, Tina. I'm glad you're enjoying the conversation. I actually am enjoying this one too. Okay. And then Jenny um, I'm going to show this one and then we're going to draw it to a close. Do I have any questions? Do we have any questions um, from anybody before we close down for the night? She says, one of the hardest things is when I see who I used to be in the actions of a family member. Wow. Wanting to react and respond to that memory of myself because I don't want to be reminded, but God, he reminds me that I'm not that person anymore. Excellent. Yeah. It's the person I call it this. That's the woman that I never was. Because of Jesus, I never was. 
I'm not saying I didn't act that way, but it was never me. That was a crazy person. <laughs> Seriously, without God. So, Leslie, do you have any final comments? No, I'm good. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to say to all of our friends and family that are with us today? Well, thank you for joining. I hope that um, we answered some of your questions as well. Um, and thank you, Jenny, for your, um, your comments there, because that does help me out as well. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Last go round. And also, I'm thanking you as well. Um, this has been amazing, Leslie. Um, I'm, uh, as you know, what we've been doing is I'm having. I teach one week, and then the next week is either somebody that we do one on one, or it's going to be the team of ministers. So next week, I believe, according to the schedule, now I'm going to teach the last part of of this first bit. And then the week after that, I'm going to have some of the ministers from the house. And um, Geneva, you're going to be with us too. Um, but we're going to have uh, some of the folks that are going to be in, in a little bit of a roundtable. And we're going to talk about this. And what I'm looking at, and I'll be giving these instructions next week. I'm looking at how do you live this word? I, I know a lot of people that can preach it. But does your life demonstrate it? Because that's what we're about is, is to live this kingdom life. Okay. And so um, we encourage you. I, I you know, the, I don't know who's really watching. I don't, I don't see unless people make a comment. I don't know who's with us or any of that. And most of the time folks watch it the next day or the day after. But even to the astounding love people, it's like, <laughs> What are we going to do with this? Because we we want to submit. We want to be changed. We want to walk in the power of the kingdom. And so in order to do that, it's going to have to be done his way. It's the king's way. There is no alternative. There is no plan B. Not in the kingdom. In Christianity, in religion, you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. But God is not in it. But if we want to see, and we do, I believe you do, the manifestation of the power you want of God, you want to see the changes in your family. First, you're going to see the changes. <coughs> Excuse me. Let them see the changes in you. Believe it or not, my mom, Apostle Baker, that's how I came into the kingdom because I knew what she was like. And I saw changes in her. I saw somebody I had never seen before. And I'd seen her in all, not all, but in many, many, many forms of the sin that she lived. So to see her um, basically sounding in her right mind, that was different for me. Who, who did that? How did that happen? Because frankly, if that had not happened, I wouldn't be here today because I'd be dead. And that's not a joke. You see, it's not even, it's not even partially fine. I would have died in 1984, I believe it was. I'd be gone. It was wow. waiting you understand what I'm saying? So our actions affect others. How you love your family, how you choose to let God, let's let's put it, make it real. How much I choose to let God love others through me. And I surrender my ego. 
Well, I guess that's another subject for another time. <laughs> this transparency or honesty, the same thing. No, there are two forms of something. Transparency is something that you can see through. Honesty is an attitude, a posture, and a mindset that says that there is no, there is no untruth in me. And when that happens, then you can see. But I believe there are parts, and I could be wrong, but there are parts of a process. You see, because you can be transparent and just give too much information. Uh, you can give out too much information and call it transparency, but it's not. It's when people can see the authentic you. The authentic you that God created. Because, because see, if it's the, the Bible says that everything, all these good and perfect things come from the father of lights in whom there is no shadow or turning. Transparency means the light shines through you. Honesty does not necessarily have, uh, being honest does not always mean being truthful, you see, because it doesn't mean that you walk in integrity, if that makes any sense. You can be honest about, I'm going to rob them. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to beat them up. And you are going to do it. You're being, I'm just being honest. Yeah, you are, but you're not being righteous. You're not being transparent because we don't know the motives other than you just being mean or whatever it is, you see. So there are degrees of, of those type of things. But the thing that you want to be willing and obedient and, and be willing to let go of what is not God. That's what we're talking about. He'll take it when you give it, but he doesn't lay you down and just take stuff away from you. You have the decision to make. I'm going to walk in the kingdom. And once you do that, he's the dance partner. He takes over and he takes the lead. But there's no going back. You see, there's no going back. We, we're in it for eternity, not just a few days. This is not just a quick vacation. So thank you all. Um, he's put the it's Wednesday night Bible study. So those of, of Astounding Love in the house, you know, we receive the tithes and the offerings and you go ahead and do what's being told. Um, we release the prayer over you that the spirit of the Lord himself is talking to you, ministering to you, loving you, receiving you, delivering you, changing you, cleansing you working his things in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. God is all the while doing just that. And tonight we believe that the spirit of the Lord has spoken to you and has pulled you to attention, not to condemn you, but to let you know that as sons, you have power, right, and ability that is far beyond the level that you've been living. You've been told to come up higher. You've been told to stand up and to raise, to live life according to the standards of the king and no longer to live life according to the standards of this mere, of a mere man. That's what has happened to you tonight. And y'all can thank Leslie because she started this conversation. She's the one that wanted to go over the questions. So tell Leslie, thank you, because she did an excellent, excellent job. And I really appreciate you, my friend. And the best part out of when we started two years ago with Bible studies is I got a friend and here she is. So on behalf of me and my friend, I'm Pastor Lindsay and Lee. Who are you? Tell them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> and we want to thank you so much for joining us for tonight's Kingdom 101 Relationships. We bless you with the love of the Lord, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.